Hey, before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to let you know that our course and coaching program called Youth Ministry Growth Accelerator now offers a three-month and six-month payment plan, which makes enrolling easier than ever. Just head over to growyouryouthministry.com and sign up today. And as an added bonus, if you join by Friday, May 17th, we're offering a free student leadership launch workshop, which will help you build and launch your student leadership team from the ground up. I can't wait to see you in the program so we can start accelerating the growth of your youth ministry today. All right, let's get into the episode. The camp high is over, but we want to keep the momentum going. How do we do that? That's what we're talking about today on the Ministry Coach Podcast. Welcome to the Ministry Coach Podcast, where we bring you weekly tips and tactics to help you fast-track the growth and health of your youth ministry. If you haven't already done so, please like this video and subscribe to our channel. And if you're listening on our podcast, make sure you subscribe there as well. My name is Jeff Lascola. This is... Kristen Lascola. We appreciate you guys watching and listening so much. Today is all about how do you bring that camp high home and back into your ministry? Yeah. So I am a survivor. We are back. I've been back for what's today? Monday. We got back on Thursday. A few days. Yeah. Doesn't matter. My brain is still a fog and I'm still recovering, but I will get there. So I, what were some of the highlights of the, you know of what? the trip this year? Our campus pastor asked me that today and I said, you know, for sure my volunteer team My intern, my team, my staff, my leaders, whatever you want to call them, they blew me away. Hmm. Like they're the kind of like they're not paid to be there except for one. And just the way they work together, they saw a need and filled it. They didn't need any direction. They just knew what to do. They kept their energy up all week. They helped with everything we do our own camp. So these things are really important. We've done a episode before on pre-packaged versus doing your own camp. And some of you are like, peace out, not doing my own camp. Thanks for (laughs) like the warning. Well, we still do. And it's an immense amount of work and having that team around you. I mean, they killed it. I was so impressed. We also baptized like 40 kids. Wow. Uh, That was exciting to just watch like first time decisions and kids go the next step in their faith as always watching kids come out of their shell. Like, you know, like I always say summer camp is like six months worth of, or more of church and youth group, Mm -hmm. like all just bottled into one week. And you just watch these relationships go and kids like there was these kids that would barely talk to anyone when we started. Mm -hmm. And by the last night they're up on stage during the talent show, like singing and dancing. (laughs) And it was just like, wow, like this is cool to watch kids feel that comfortable in that kind of community. And um, yeah, I mean, where we went was beautiful. It was hot, but we go whitewater rafting. I know I've talked about that before and it was a blast, but let me tell you, I feel like I could hibernate for probably like two (laughs) weeks, but I don't get to because there's something called parenting when you get home from camp and there's no breaks, no stop. If you have kids, (laughs) there's something called parenting. There's always something called parenting. True. 
It just depends <laughs> if you are in the mix or not. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. So we're talking about today, what are some post-camp to-dos? You know, um, you phrased it kind of like keeping that camp high going and not necessarily like we, we know that camp high and we've all felt it. And you can't really recreate that. And we're not going to try to in this episode, but what we are going to try to do is kind of check off our post-camp checklist of how do we honor what has been done and grab onto any momentum for the future that Mm -hmm. we can right now. So if you just got back from camp or you're about to go, this is a perfect podcast for you to listen to, to kind of say, huh, Maybe we've never done that, or maybe we've never done some of these in quite that way. So the first one we just did, uh, what's today? We did it yesterday at church. So our campus pastor actually came on the trip with us. And uh, you can do this even if your campus or senior pastor didn't come on your camp with you. So what he did, this was his idea. He did a little recap to the main service, like to the adult congregation before church. So Mm. he showed a couple of pictures on the main screen and he just endorsed the heck out of our camp. (laughs) He, and he got to experience it firsthand. So that really helped. That was a pretty rare instance. I know most of your senior pastors aren't going to come with you, but if you could kind of give them a few sound bites so that they can at least relay it. I mean, it does mean something for you to come up on stage and we've done that in the past, but This year, having our campus pastor up there endorsing it was so cool because there was a family, they're like this huge homeschool family, and they've always supported our camps. Like, you know, they're, hey, whatever you need help-wise, but they never let their own kids go. Mm. And this year, after our campus pastor showed pictures and he talked about camp and he just talked about it so passionately and the lives that were changed and the baptisms that happened and this and that, and all of a sudden they are going to sign their kids up for, because their kids are in high school now. So I missed them in junior high, but they said it was his like testimony of camp that they're like, all right, we think it's time, you know, like hearing like you gush about camp and everything it does. We're going to send our kids. And this is the first time ever, which is awesome. So that's kind of the first checkbox is getting your senior pastor, getting your campus pastor, whoever is your direct report, getting them to endorse your camp, give a recap to the congregation and speak about it passionately because we all know there's amazing life change that happens. It doesn't always translate to the adults. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the youth pastor can communicate that really well, but when it comes from the top dog, there was just something about that, that I think got to some parents who were a little more hesitant Mm -hmm. to say, Oh, this was a cool thing. Like you're, you're all about this. Maybe I should be all about this. You're also going to a camp that is what? 1500 miles away or something (laughs) really far. (laughs) So there's an extra added like hesitancy maybe sure. for it's not like, well, they're an hour down the road or even a couple yeah. hours. You're like a day and a half drive away. Right. So I can understand. Don't remind me. I <laughs> felt really tired when you said there that. There and back. <laughs> uh, I have like mild PTSD, but hopefully it'll fade and then I'll be able to do it all again next year. I was just so tired. Hey, you got a year off. Thanks, pandemic. Woo! <laughs> yeah, exactly. So 
I don't know, just that senior pastor buy-in, totally. huge. Number two, and this is more, this can be done in your youth group or at main church. I, I do recap videos and I think they're really powerful, but I don't like to do it right away. So you, and my video guy can't yeah, get it that's, done yeah, that's that hard quick to edit anyways, that right? So you let a little bit of time go by and then you pick a night that you're going to show it at the beginning of youth group. And then you make sure parents know and you give them a heads up and you say, hey, you guys can stay. We're going to show it like within the first 10 minutes of mm -hmm. our program starting. We'd love to have you watch it um, kind of like a premiere night. In its entirety, thing. like the whole yeah. thing, right? Okay. But then there's a second version that we cut and edit a little differently. And that's what we use to show in the main service. Okay. And that's another opportunity for the congregation to get a glimpse of what it is. And one of the reasons for that is some of you have a hard time finding camp scholarship funds. And if you make sure adults know exactly what your camp is, they're a lot more likely to give donations mm -hmm. for your camp scholarship fund. So on Good Friday every year, we take an offering at our church that goes solely to camp scholarships. <laughs> so this is a video that you could have in your back pocket to show and say like, hey, this is a little glimpse of what our student ministries pulls off in the summer. If you want to partner with them, you know, you can put a check in the offering and then you're kind of padded going into camp season. One tip for this particular video is obviously make it shorter mm -hmm. than the one you're going to show at your youth group and highlight the worship and spiritual right. <laughs> aspects of camp. Not the barfing and the belly flops. Yeah. Although you could add a little bit of that. A little not bit. The barfing, Let's but. show like what it is in its entirety, right. but we want moments of speaking of small yeah. groups of baptism of worship, because that adults who are not youth ministry minded can get behind that. Right. If they're just like, ah, kids are going out and playing in the lake for a yeah. week, who cares? But they need to see the transformation aspect. So have two different edits for your um, video. So you invite parents to come and you show the video. And then one cool thing to note is I kind of mentioned it in the first one, but have your statistics ready. Like be ready to tell people how many kids did you baptize at camp? If you do camp baptisms, how many first time decisions did mm -hmm. you have? Those are numbers that number one, if you're not recording those, you should be right. It's good to keep a record so that at the end of the year, you can look back and share with your team, share with your congregation, share with your direct report like, Hey, this is the ministry that happened this year. You know, we always talk about numbers don't matter, but remember those numbers are real lives. Like there were literally 20 real kids that accepted Jesus this year. That's worth mm. celebrating. The angels celebrate. We can too. So, you know, that was so cheesy. That was just such a pastor dork <laughs> moment. <laughs> well, you nailed it. So you bring up an interesting point, baptisms at camp. Yeah. Do you tell the parents ahead of time, like, hey, some of these kids may yeah, want to get Yeah, that's a really good point. So we have a pre-camp parent meeting. I've talked about that before. And we tell them, we're going to give your student an opportunity to be baptized. That's a conversation you guys will want to have because there's nothing worse than a super disappointed parent. Right. Like, what? I wanted to be there for <laughs> right. that. And then it's just a simple conversation like, hey, like, just wait till you get home. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to be there. We want to invite family, that kind of thing. And some parents are like, no, if you're feeling it and, and God's moving, just do it. Yeah. And we make sure 
we film every single one of those. And I'll get to that in a second. But so that parents obviously still right. have that, not just a picture. Like yeah, it's an important thing. conversation to have because you wouldn't yeah. want to be on the other side of that and be like, you didn't say anything. And it's one of those things where I don't think any parent necessarily would be mad that their kid got baptized, no, obviously. it's just the disappointment Just that of they're not there. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big thing and that's for important sure. for them to see. But yeah, I guess it's just a conversation you have ahead of time. Right, because once you're at camp, it's kind of hard to like contact parents. Like right. I've had to do that in the past. Like, uh, hi, your kid wants to get baptized. Okay, next phone call. We're, we're in the water right now. All right, <laughs> yeah, three, two, one, go. do it. Okay, go. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. So those are the numbers you want to have. This is how many kids we baptize. This is how many first time decisions. And another thing to add a little oomph to your video recaps is interweaving student testimonials in there. Mm. So this is one thing we've done in the past where we've picked a few students who are good on camera and kind of prep them with a couple questions like, hey, what was the highlight of camp? What did God teach you this week? What was the most important thing you walked away with? Something like that. And add that real face, real story aspect, and you can weave it throughout your footage. I love that. And I think that's a really big sell to people who are like, huh, Maybe I will get behind your camp. Maybe I will support your camp. And for other students to see that too. You know, like we all have those kids that like they're a little hesitant to go to camp for whatever reason. They're just like not there. Mm -hmm. That was me in junior high. I was just not ready to like, oh, I'm not like going that far away from home and I don't want to do this. And what if I don't like the food? And what if I don't like the people I'm with? And there are just so many what ifs. But then, you know, I think when you hear another kid your age talking about just such a cool time they had and like that just says something so this kind of creates i think part of it too is these recap videos and testimonials and numbers that we're going to just shout from the rooftops when we get back also the idea behind it is like let's create a little fomo here you Mm. know that you missed out on something like we're not just like build build camp camp happen and like okay we forgot about it next year yeah but we create like the residual fomo not forever we're not going to talk about camp for the rest (laughs) of our lives but like for the i would say you know like one two three weeks after like you can be talking about or showing videos or posting to your social media Mm. some recap kind of stuff i mean we were talking about it so much this weekend this little kid he was so cute he's brand new he raised his hand and goes is whitewater really that fun? You know, it was his first day. So of course he didn't go. He was new, but uh, we were like, yeah, it is. He goes, what is it? And so we were trying to describe it. Glad to you asked, but it does create a little buzz and yeah. a stir. And then you think I want that to be me next year. Speaking of that, the next box I check is I create a picture collage with some, with nine of my best camp photos Mm. and those go on my wall permanently throughout the year so we do and it doesn't it's not always all the pictures are from camp i think this year we're going to do all of them from camp Mm -hmm. and then kids they really want to get on the wall so (laughs) we print out i think we showed this in our youth room design and setup episode okay so then if you go back to that one you'll see what it looks like but it's nine pictures three rows of three like perfectly spaced really neat clean Mm -hmm. uh they're pretty big like 18 by 18 i was gonna say yeah about a foot and a half yeah um or 18 inch by 18 inch and they're on gator board. Mm-hmm. So that's that really lightweight foam board. I would say, 
I mean, what's comparable to that that you could print them out on? I, don't, I mean, canvas or is that way that too expensive? That would be expensive. You could just print them out. I don't know. If you go to a custom or place, yeah, they'll print them out frame. big. <laughs> or you could, you could glue them to poster board and stick them on that way, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, we pick nine of our best pictures. We put them on the wall after camp and those stay up the entire year. And I had one kid at camp. He was telling me the whole time, him and I, like on the way home, we bought this giant pretzel at this weird grocery store and we took a picture together, like holding it. And he goes, I want to get on the board. I want to get on the wall. This is my photo. This whole week, I've been trying to think like I need a picture to get on the board. And he was put so- Put it up there, but crop him out. Right. Sorry, Nathan. I'll put a little emoji ah. over his face, you know? Um And it was like, it becomes this thing of like, Hey, I want to get on the wall. I want that to be me. And kids stare at that all year round. And, you know, we talk about it and stuff like that. So your picture collage, and then along the lines of pictures, make sure whatever pictures you have accumulated and videos you have accumulated. We talked about showing that on a youth group night, showing the video, but Mm. make sure you send that then to parents. So upload your recap to a link, send that out to your parents. And then you could use smug mug or something like that and upload all your photos and also send that to your parents so that they have access to all that. That just makes parents so excited because, you know, the pictures kids take are like, Some of them are good. Some of them are not. So we were lucky enough to have a girl with a really nice camera taking pictures for us all week long, tried to get every single kid in there. And I had a mom text me like, can I buy the video and pictures? I'm like, I'll give it to you for free. You just have to wait a second for us to get it all prepared. So that's a really cool souvenir take home thing that parents really love. Um, So that's another one. And then another box to check off is... Uh, make sure you thank those extra people that need to be thanked. So I'm sure there's people that helped support your camp, whether they drove or cooked or gave financial support, something like that. If there's those people that aren't, that just stick out in your mind of like, my camp couldn't have happened without this person, or they really made a difference. Make sure you go out of your way to thank them. I always, I think sometimes when it's over, we're like, huh, I said, thank you, whatever. But if you want people to come back and help you every year or with different tasks, you have to learn to be a really good thinker. So like, Um, we had these two dads that came and they served as our medics Mm. for the week and they were busy the entire time, (laughs) the entire time, nothing major, no major, no, but it was so hot. Like kids were dehydrated and needed electrolytes. We had kids with awful sunburns that Mm -hmm. were blistering. We had a kid with a, like a splinter in his foot, like all kinds of just weird stuff. And this goes towards the idea that you need to have a medic there because otherwise that would be you. Oh my gosh. The whole time. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Like if they weren't here, like 75% of my time would be taking care of kids who need like water, sunscreen. Yeah. Or like (laughs) we had a couple kids barf, not because they were actually sick, but because they dehydration. Yeah. And so they were just these compassionate guys. They weren't small group leaders. They, so they could focus all their attention on that. And I just thought about, I'm like, you guys took a week off of work each to be here caring for sick kids that weren't your own children. Mm. Their own kids were there, but 
you know, I'm just like, you need a special thanks. So it's like, I'll get them an Amazon card and write a really nice thank you and send it them a handwritten card or something like that. You know, there are people that stick out in my mind as like, you you went above and beyond, right. you know? So just remember at the end of not just camp, but any event you do or any season of ministry, if people are standing out to you as being someone you could not have done it without, like take the time to thank them. Like that just goes so far in people's desire to come back Mm -hmm. and just your own reputation. You know, we had a family who let us use their car. So you were there with me, you (laughs) and I cleaned it and vacuumed it and washed it. I got the oil changed. I filled it up with gas, you know, all those little extra things that make people feel super appreciated. Don't ever return something a wreck or gross or dirty or half. And if you break it, buy it. You know, if you, that's the risk in borrowing stuff, you know, we peeled some paint off of a hood (laughs) of that car so I'm like, I'm gonna, no, they, the, okay. My kids, <laughs> my junior hires went to Dollar Tree on the way home and they got these rubber chickens that go, <laughs> it was like giving me anxiety. I'm like, please stop. So the drivers didn't want them in the van. So what did they do? They taped them to the front of the vans with duct tape as a hood ornament. I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, good. They're not in the cars. (laughs) I went about my business. Well, we get home and they go to take the chickens off the front of the cars (laughs) and the duct tape peeled the paint off of, oh, let me see the only vehicle we borrowed from a family. (laughs) I'm like, thanks a lot. So I'm like dreading having this conversation because I'm like, we're going to have to get your hood repainted. So any money I saved borrowing your car instead of renting one, well, doesn't matter because now I have to pay for a paint job. So this sucks, but that's the right thing to do. I a mural of a chicken on the hood. <laughs> Custom paint job. He would probably love that because He's I awesome. told him, I was like, hey, here's what happened. I told him the rubber chicken story <laughs> and the duct tape and blah, blah, blah. And he is like crying, laughing. He just thought it was the funniest thing. And I said, so I'm going to return it to you. And then I'm going to get some quotes for some body paint. He's like, what are you talking about? Don't even worry about it. Who cares? I'm like, are you sure? Oh my gosh. So, I mean, I feel embarrassed about that, but I mean, isn't that so a junior high (laughs) camp story though? Like we duct tape a rubber chicken to your van and that's why the paint is chipping. Well, and for him to explain that to anybody, hey, why is there a part of your paint missing on your hood? Well, that was a rubber chicken duct taped to the front of my Why? (laughs) All you have to do is say junior hires, junior high camp. Anyways, so just make sure you go above and beyond for people who have let you borrow something, driven for you, served as a medic, anything like that. Um, Be a really good thinker. Yeah, because that will go a long ways because there might be something that maybe somebody went to your camp or let you borrow a van and you tape the chicken to it. But if you don't say anything and you don't acknowledge them, there might have been some like underlying stuff like I was really kind of disappointed that X, Y and Z happened or whatever. And if there's never any acknowledgement or thank you, that could be like, that's what's going to make me not do that next time. Right. Whereas uh, um, a thank you, you know, or even in an I'm sorry can uh, patch over a lot of mistakes. Right. And that goes with just people in general, but a situation totally. like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, some of our teams, unfortunately, have returned vehicles 
in terrible condition, you know, just like, oh, I'm too tired, whatever, right. you know, and return these cars. Like it should be better than when you left right. it, you know, like the Boy Scout thing. So it's like, that's the risk you take in borrowing stuff. So be responsible with it. Yeah. Cause even if you uh, fill up the gas tank and clean it, you can't get the mileage back. So it there in the hole, no matter right. what. And that's yeah. what I tell them. I said, I know it's a lot of wear and tear on your car. So feel free to say no, no pressure. I just want to ask you. And they're so generous. So they say yes. So, I mean, I always make sure I get their oil changed right. and stuff like that, which costs money, but it still is less than the cost of a rental vehicle. Totally. So what a hundred bucks for an oil change and then wash it that I'm still saving at least $600. Yeah. So anyways, and then lastly, this one, I'm trying really hard to do this week, but take some time off. <laughs> so when you get back from camp, you will be, I don't know. I don't know what condition you come back from camp in. I don't want to project. I'm so tired. I am like mentally, physically, emotionally exhausted. Yeah. I maybe cried once. I was so tired. I had one injury and I was, it was 106 the entire time. <laughs> I had some challenges, you know, <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears. I would say all were present. And then I come home and, you know, I have to still hit the ground running. But if you can take some time off, one of the best gifts I ever got um, was from our previous campus pastor. And after camp, it was like, I see you, Kristen. And he got me a pass to a day spa mm. and I got a massage and had a really good lunch and hung out by the pool for a whole day. And it was so, and it was on him. It was so nice because it's like, it pushes you to the limit, yeah. you know, camp you're all in for a week. And so make sure you take some time off, some time for yourself, whatever you can at the end of that week. Um, I'm trying to push through today and tomorrow because that's kind of some program stuff and meetings I have to do, but Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm going to take the rest of the week off. So where do you need to get rest after camp? You've been planning, then you went, <laughs> and now you have to do some like post-camp. I'm sure you still have deposits and things yeah. to clean and things to return and contracts to send. There's always a little bit like that, but take a couple days, a week if you can, take one of your vacation weeks and just chill Hopefully most of it can wait and doesn't need to be done right, right now. And then get some help. If you want to have someone speak, I had someone speak this Sunday instead of me because I knew I wouldn't want to come back and have to plan a message right away. Plan ahead, have someone ready to speak for you when you get back, play a really easy game, mm -hmm. you know, dodgeball. Here's some balls. The end. That's what we did on Sunday. It was easy. Not even one of my fancy versions of dodgeball from our other episode, but just make it easy on yourself. So that's it. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Get some rest. It's a lot of of toll. Like I said mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Yeah. Everything checks all the boxes. It does. And for it's as, good. as high as camp gets, it can also be that much of a and here's low the thing. afterwards. When you're the one in charge in charge, you know what I mean? Like Because there's never letting any off the gas. Right. And you have to, maybe you have that person. And we talked about this in my, in the other episode, like that person you can down, download with mm -hmm. 
hopefully you had that person on camp. But if not, it can be a little lonely trying to run the whole thing, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the question of the day, which could may or may not be related to camp because it's all about what is one food that you will not eat? And if your camp food is lame, this would be part of it. No, but what's a, what's one food that you're just like, I can't do it. I can't eat it no matter what. Well, after camp, beans are going to be traumatic for me. <laughs> I love beans. I eat a ton of beans and we have a bean off and it's like kids eat beans until baked beans, they can't right? anymore for whatever reason and this kid puked a ton of beans like projectile and that was and on the way out they look the same as when they, they go sure in. did it was like he didn't even chew them but uh, in general there's only one food at the top <laughs> of my list for my entire life can't do it olives any <laughs> kind of olives any kind of olives and here's we- what's weird about the any kind of olive thing my entire life, my sister, she loves olives. She's like, try the green ones. They're right. so good. They're so good. They t- are salty like a pickle. And I'm like, no, they taste exactly like black olives. She's like, no, they don't. They're so good. Fast forward to 2017. I go to Israel and there's a million olive trees everywhere. And they're teaching us about olives. And he said, the the green olives and the black olives are the same olive It's just that the black olive stays on the tree longer. I said, I knew it. I knew they were the same olive because they're both disgusting and they both taste exactly the same. There's a very distinct olive. But would you say that cucumbers and pickles taste the same? No, No, but there's the same same thing. We're not talking about that. (laughs) There's a very specific... That you can pick up of an on. olive. It's deep in the DNA. Tell everybody what you think they okay, taste like. Okay, so have you ever smelled a Sharpie? Of course you have. It, like, is the way a Sharpie smells, <laughs> that's how an olive tastes to me. Just, like, not quite right. Like, chemical almost. Just, hmm. like, like, ugh. Like, it's a, <laughs> ugh, I don't know. It's just this horrible taste. And then people will be like, oh, just pick them off. No, it always the leaves residue. a ring of <laughs> juice of death on there. It's like satanic. It's disgusting. How do you really feel? Okay, that's it. Uh, mine would be eggs and specifically scrambled eggs. I thought it was specifically you freak out with like the sunny side up runny yolky that's the wor- egg. That's probably, well, I don't think I've ever even eaten those because they just look like horse snot. Just disgusting looking. I hate when you say horse snot. That's what it looks like. Why horse snot? I don't know. It's it just disgusting. is. It's just very runny when people like start. It, to me, it's like, oh, that wasn't done. Have them go back and do whatever people they're supposed to it. do. People love it. They're very in right now. People put those fried eggs on everything. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like poached. I don't like scrambled. Uh, I can do hard boiled. I can do deviled eggs, but not, I think, any other kind. Do you like the scrambled jiggly texture? Is no, that why? Yeah, like no food should bounce. Like be able to. <laughs> bounce off the table <laughs> i don't think eggs bounce i think they bounce they're like rubbery you're being dramatic i know probably true hey we're gonna go ahead and read another this is a little bit from our community you guys uh, a review this came actually from our youtube channel which is more of a comment than a review but i did think it was really cool this is from mama wears many hats <laughs> <laughs> which is also a channel 
says, I love the idea of empowering your kids and leaders. It is so true. We used that in our youth group, and it was amazing how much it helped the kids step up. We didn't have much of a team of adults. And then it was so cool to watch them grow up and stay connected as adult leaders. Hmm. And encouragement is so key. Knowing and caring about who people are and not just what they do is so important. Great content. Well, thank you so much, Mama Wears Many Hats. I love it. Cool name, too. That's so cool. And you know what? I think that'll probably start a new trend. Like she's saying now they serve as adults. Mm-hmm. I think that's what she said. And those like that is now going to continue. Like that'll be their legacy. Like it'll yeah. keep that cycle will keep going. And you when know? the other kids can see those, hey, they were a student yeah. before. Now they're a leader. I can be a leader too. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. So anyways, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. And we would love it if you guys would leave a review on our podcast. Also, make sure you comment below what food you can't stand. And if you just want to put any sort of word of encouragement to the rest of the community or us, we'd appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next time. Bye.